You have found your way to Friday afternoon, 24 Feb, day one of uh, New Zealand taking on England at the greatest test cricket venue in New Zealand. Does that hit a nerve with anyone? I think it is. You're allowed to choose one. I've chosen the base and I think it's wonderful. We'll catch up with Daniel McCarty um, when they've just gone to lunch to get his view. Of course, he is there live commentating for Talk Sports. So it'll be great to hook up with our cricket commentator, Daniel McCarty. 1.40-ish, Hugh Bainan on the Tall Blacks taking on Saudi Arabia tonight. That is tipping off at 7, so watch the cricket till 6. Christchurch folk can go and support the Tall Blacks taking on the Saudis. Jeremy Paul Show, our weekly very much anticipated chat, will be previewing, particularly the Australian teams, I think. Um, what's he seen over there as we are about to kick off with Super... Gosh, it's all at once, isn't it? Super Rugby tonight. Test match on at the moment. Tall Blacks playing. NRL next week. A week away from the ANZ Premiership. It's all go. It is all go. Uh, and then the big highlight interview of the day is uh, Tim Benithan. He is... A big surf, a big wave surfing documentary maker, filmmaker. He chases big waves all around the globe and he's been doing it for about 30 years. And I've followed him on Instagram for a long time and I just love the stuff he puts up. But, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of surfing and that big wave stuff is freaky. And I was just watching one last night on my phone and then he, as I was watching it, I got a notification that he was doing an Instagram live. So I clicked on it, and he's just saying, here I am, and he's doing his update. I went, bugger it. So I sent him a message. So can we have a chat tomorrow? And he went, yep, good as gold. So I'm very much looking forward to that. That's just after 3 o'clock, uh, Tim uh, Benighton. And also we have the Vault today, which is up to $150. That'll be 240 ish 245 Stay tuned for that. $150 TRB bonus bet up for grabs. There was some ground made yesterday, as there always is. You get five questions today. And it's been narrowed down enough you might be able to snare it. Mitch McLennigan, you're not eligible because he guessed it yesterday. Um, so he's not eligible. Um, what else have we got? We've got our normal TRB odds update. Jimmy Smith from across the ditch. He'll be before we round out the show. Um, so a whole lot going on. But we are going to bring you updates on the cricket right through the show with this. So, Manaya, um, you're our cricket desk uh, for the next four hours. Update, please. England are 53 for three after 13 overs. Uh, Matt Henry doing the damage, taking all three of those wickets. Sorry, two of those wickets. Southie getting one of them as well. Bracewell taking an absolute screamer with what seemed to be just his extended middle finger <laughs> that he caught one of those um, wickets with, but... Man, hasn't it been invigorating to watch that after the last test? Mm, oh, I know. Yeah, that catch, that, that reminded me, I think it was the 2005 Ashes series, there was yeah. a, a similar catch. You were saying that, yeah. <laughs> um, I forget who that was. I do too. That was the first thing you said as soon as that happened, yeah. Uh, no, the Crook Info <laughs> have been on, on form they today have been as well. On absolute fire. Whoever their writer is said uh, that the wicket was going to be very. T- oh, he said, good luck baz balling on that. Yeah. Good and they have, haven't been able to. Haven't been able to. We want to get your thoughts on the cricket or Super Rugby or whatever. We're going to leave it open today. Um, 
I see Dino's waiting online. We'll get to you shortly, Dino. But you can chat about your thoughts about the Super Rugby that's coming up or the cricket that's going on at the moment. As Manai said, fantastic start. 53 for three, 13 overs in. And we've got rid of both openers and their number three. So currently at the crease is Joe Root and uh, Harry or Henry Brook. Harry Brook, I think he is. He's on 20 off 21. So still maintaining the, um, the run rate. So we'll keep you up to date with cricket all through the show today. Uh, but Midday Madness is about you. Something you need to get off your chest. Comment on the cricket. The fact they've stuck with Henry Nichols. Uh, they've bought a Matt Henry and Will Young, which I'm delighted about, uh, at the expense of Tickner and Kugeline. Obviously didn't do enough last week to hold their places. Although in defensive Blair Tickner, he's got a lot on his plate in Hawke's Bay at the moment with his parents having lost their properties. So Midday Madness, it's about you. Give us a call. Get stuff off your chest. Discuss the cricket. Discuss the rugby. Discuss whatever you want. 0800 150 811. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Straight to the phones we go. Dino in Dunedin. G'day, Dean. How are you, Steph? All right? Good. Good, thanks, Dean. Uh, Very interested to hear that cricket score. I bet Baz is thinking about the clearing putting us in and having us 7 for 57. Yeah, I know. It'd be interesting to see what, what route they take now, route, boom, 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 um, given the three down. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be declared. Yeah. He's the sort of thing he'd do, mate, and we'd be in trouble by tea time. But I, don't, I didn't want to talk about that anyway, like cricket, cricket, as far as I'm concerned. But um, rugby, I just wondered whether, because you are connected and get to interview a few of the important people, whether... A directive has been given with the World Cup in mind for certain players to play certain positions. Like, for me, I'm really looking forward to the Highlanders Blues game once I've seen the teams this morning, but I can't for the life of me see why Stephen Perifeta is playing 15 when Zahn Sullivan's in their camp. I, just, I mean, I, I really like that kid at fullback, and fullback's a bit of a problem for us if, we're, if Will Jordan is unable to get back to where we all want him to be. So, and Damien at 10, I really like that. I think that's, it's just the safety. Like it, he's just too small with the calibre of international outside backs that are going to be thundering into him at 15. Like he will not shirk the responsibility, but, geez, A&E tickets waiting, you know. It is what it is. I don't, I don't, really looking forward to it. And tonight's game, I think Sua Cooler at six is is really good. Jacobson for me, we've got we've got to do something at number eight. Mm. And yeah, he he's a kid that they've earmarked for a while, so I'll watch that. But I got a wee tip, I reckon. For me, there's an All Black trial. Well, there's numerous of them actually. Like both eight and nine at Forsyth Bar tomorrow is very very interesting. Billy Harmon's no mug either. Like to be fair, the Honda Fords. Uh, they got the measure of that Blues four-pack, I believe. So see how that back line goes. If they don't get all the front-foot ball, they think they're going to come down here and get. will be interesting. But McKaylee too. I think this boy could well be the bolter for the World Cup. Yeah, that loose four trio, McKaylee too and Harmon and Frizzell, if they gel and they bind, boy, they can create havoc against anyone. Totally. And if the Blues think... Like, if Akira plays the way we know Akira can play, that'll be a hell of a battle. Like, by half-time, Akira will be exhausted. Shannon will keep going. 
but he may bring on someone else. It'd be just as good if Robinson was in the reserves. I didn't have a look. But they, they, I mean, they got an abundance of ability, the Blues. But if they're going backwards, no one looks that great. And the zoo factor, it's O-week down here. It'll be the only time that zoo will be chocker. So that'll be in the back of your mind. And I'm pleased that we haven't got Garden Bash at fullback dancing with them. The boy Gilbert, a quality young footballer coming through as well. So very interesting games to watch. Mm. Our Blues mate, uh, Ken, has said that Zan Sullivan, I'm pretty sure it was Ken that told us, Zan Sullivan, he's earmarked to end up at 10. That's his preferred position, which is uh, an interesting take. I watched him in that rubbish 30-30-30 stuff. Like, what's that? Mm. I don't get it. Like, it'd be like playing tennis with cricket balls, you know? Like, you don't do it. <laughs> it's not achieving nothing, is it? You're not getting any match fitness in for time or how they go like that. They change it 20 minutes to go. We all know that. I don't know why. Actually, I don't know. The Hollanders might not. If that front row's cranking along quite good, Clark might say, well, I'm sick of this. Let's change after 60 minutes. Mm. We don't need to. They never used to. And we don't really have the depth, to be fair, to be able to do it down here, unfortunately. But I don't know why Stephen Perifeta, why can't he go play 10 for the Hurricanes? They just don't have a quality 10 yet. They'll have kids coming through. All the teams in New Zealand do. But he should be starting at 10. Oh, don't get me started on stockpiling of talented tens. I, I, I always remember that era when uh, the Crusaders had about five of them with the likes of Carter, uh, Colin Slade, Stephen Brett, Tyler Blindell, all could have started in the other franchises and they were all just battling to find tens, but they kept them all in one place. So I'm with you there. I'd, I'd like to see Perifeta definitely in ten. He's probably our ten once Richie and Bodie are gone after the World Cup. Um I would say he's probably it. Uh, the Hurricanes, uh, they don't have Jackson Garden Basher, but Aidan Morgan will start. Um, but keep your eye on Brett Cameron. He, he is a one-test all black. I think he's a pretty quality player. So I think they'll be okay once he comes right. I totally agree. Brett Cameron is a quality player. And I, I haven't really looked at who's all in what squad, but there's just certain players. It's World Cup year, Steph. That's the bit that annoys me. You, they want to be playing where they see them at the World Cup. Now, it's... If we, oh, I like Stephen Perifeta at 10. Like, I think he's a he's a quality player. You can't say world-class yet. We haven't seen him there. Stephen, um, the guy Cameron and him at the Hurricanes with a young kid for the future. That's where they just should be. Because you one injury and those franchises are under huge pressure in a critical position. Yep. And the Blues have got an abundance of them. Where's the Terry Black gone? Has he left? Like, they had him as a like, lot. They all left the Hurricanes all at once. Mm. It was like, how come the NZRU, that they own the players, allow this to happen? Like, I know Bowden got married up there, but what do you do? He can afford a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there was an interesting take uh, I heard last week about we actually need these high-profile players to leave the, our shores because it's a massive wage bill. And so, you know, you get a Bowden Barrett's salary, you can probably play three or four good super rugby players with the money that you're not having to pay him. So does keep that sort of non-superstar guy here. But Dino, we've got to move on. I really appreciate your call. Good to hear from you. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Cheers, mate. Dino out of Dunedin. We go to Canterbury. Talk to Kenny. G'day, Kenny. As you predicted... Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm, Sam's not here today. Oh, he's chicken, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Growing feathers I overnight. With, I do have a bone to pick with him, but I'll wait till Monday and, um, and do it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he's probably listening. Actually, he's at home looking after a sick baby, so I do sympathise with Sam. Oh, but he must, 
he must be in his own ivory tower then. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He's 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 um trying to sell some second hand clothes to afford a slab of beer to send you when the Crusaders beat the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll worry about that when it happens. Yeah. Um Jeez, it's all happening in Christchurch tonight, isn't it? It's amazing. It's so good. Imagine if they had the test match at Hagley Oval. <laughs> That'd be New Zealand Sports Administration to a T, and maybe a 660 concert as well. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm ju- I was just thinking, um, I'm, I'm imagining that the basketball's going to be at the old Horncastle Arena, I'm not sure what it's called, which is the same venue as the rugby. Just, yeah, it's just Christchurch Arena. It's going to be absolute bedlam around that area, and it's not going to be uh, a nice place to, to be living <laughs> tonight, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're in Christchurch, get clear of Eddington, that's for sure. Yeah, there's the harness racing on tonight. That'd that'd be the trifecta. No, it's not. It's Cambridge, so no harness racing. So. No, it's not. I don't think there's anything on at Eddington tonight. Maybe some dogs on, not too sure. Mm. So, um, anyway, but it would be nice to be sitting in an indoor stadium tonight watching the Chiefs get beaten, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Indoor stadium, whatever um, the result, mate. How many years away? Well. Oh. Seems like that's probably not really the priority, but um, especially with some pretty unfortunate events going on and Smithy's Nicola Woods being pretty. Yeah. Well, you know. But um, that's, that's my guess is, you know, if, if we only had a stadium worthy of the best rugby club in the world, uh, that would be very nice. <laughs> You just throw out jabs all the time. I love it. <laughs> the best rugby club in the world. I guess then you can say name, name one that's better and I probably can't, so that means in a roundabout way I think I'm agreeing with you, Kenny. Well, Sammy, if you're listening, it's certainly not the Chiefs, though. There you go. There you go. Good. Are you going to the game tonight? No, unfortunately not. I've got a wee boy, so I'll be looking after him and... Um before the rugby, which is good, so I'll sit down for a few beers and probably too much to eat. Sounds absolutely perfect, what we should all do on a Friday night. I have fish and chip Fridays, religiously. Yeah, that'll be us. Yeah, perfect. Good on you, Kenny. Cheers, Cheers, mate. There he is, Kenny out of Canterbury. Join in. Uh, You can talk about the rugby, you can talk about the cricket. 61 for 3, 16 overs down. New Zealand won the toss, sent England into bat, and at this stage you have to say that's quite a good decision. Brooks still going along at a runnable, 25 off 25. And Joe Root is on 11 off 32, so he looks like he's going to anchor around Baz Ball at the other end, potentially. The ball is doing a little bit, it is seeming a little bit, a little bit of... A little bit of late swing that's um, undone most. I think most of the wickets have been taken behind the wicket, Manaya. A braceful catch, a blundle mm-hmm. catch. What was the other one? I should have that here, actually. Let me just double check. I will have that here because um, I'm very prepared. Uh, caught blundle, caught braceful, caught braceful. So two in the slips and one by the wicketkeeper. So, yeah, all behind the wicket, which generally means movement off the seam or through the air. So we will keep you up to date with that. Looks like uh, Neil Wagner is about to bowl his first delivery. We will take a break now. Feel free to call. Um, your thoughts on them retaining Henry Nichols? I've got some interesting stats about Henry Nichols at the Basin, actually, after this. Um, have they made the correct changes? Are they the right ones? And are there enough? I think fantastic that Will Young's in there.
I think that's a great change and Matt Henry was always going to come back in and he's shown his value um, getting two wickets already. So we will take a break. Really want you to give us a yell. 0800 150 Thoughts on the cricket or rugby or anything else that takes your fancy. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back in, team. Uh, feel free to give us a yell. 0800 150 And that is the phone number that Ed from Tolaga Bay has called. Kia ora, Ed. Kia ora, Kia ora, SENZ. Yes, guess what? Uawa are going back to pre-season training for rugby. Who are? Uawa, Tolga Bay. Seriously? Yeah, man. They called out on, it was on their news, my newsfeed, um, my Facebook newsfeed. Uh, calling all the, all the um, pre-season training. I was like, what? There's no race up the coast. But yep, they've uh, started pre-season training. So tell you what, hey, what how, how good is that? That's... That's great for that community. I mean, so blocked off and, and cut off. Have, have you got any updates about Tolaga Bay, Tokomaru Bay, Ed, about... Oh, well, f- yeah, I was on I was on there and um, I had a look. They reckon it's going to take like at least three months just to get a bridge to connect Tolaga to Tokyo. Wow. Ooh, okay. So uh, maybe um, Uau want to go to town and play rugby because town's open. You can get from Tolaga Bay to Gisborne. But you can't get from Tokamara Bay to Tolaga Bay. Yeah, so you can't go, yeah, until they fix that bridge. Yeah, maybe you could go the Matau Road, but then there'll be, yeah, I haven't had the updates on that one. There's a Matau Road that goes right around into the into the um, forestry where all, where all the problems are. Mm. But that road will get you up to Tokyo Way. You know, you don't have to go through that bridge that's broken. Yeah. What about, but, yeah, what about the gorge from Gisborne to Aporiki? Is that closed or is that fixed? I know um, you can get through there. There's slips there, so they, you know, they, um, it's, it's just slow. So mm. one, it's down to one lane. Jeez. So they just monitor one lane, and then, um, yeah, and there's always updates. There's always updates when you want to go through there. Right. Oh, it's so sad. It is so so sad um, down that part. Oh, yeah. But you but yeah, I just, I was just going. Oh, these fellas are too much. They're going to preseason training. They don't even know they're going to have a season, but man, they're going. <laughs> and they'll, they'll actually, they'll relish it, won't they, Ed? Because they can, you know, just yeah. go and um, have a little bit of social connection, a little bit of um, yeah, recreation. Be, yeah, rally up the community, yeah, because they'll be all, you know, all the boys are coming from wherever. And, and then, yeah, because they're all, you know, going hard. Uh, my auntie's in, she's the chair of the Super Grands in Gisborne. Super, have you heard of Super Grands? No, I haven't. But they're on the news. Well, Auntie's like seventy nine. She's a volunteer, mm. and so they're cooking all the food for the um, you know food they're dishing out to people who need food. Awesome! Hundreds and hundreds of prepacked meals. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh but, yes. But as you yes. say, it's like yes, three months till the bridge is fixed, and it's probably even yes. longer to clear out the roads and the houses and just so much damage there. Ed. There's so much here, man. Uh, I don't. I don't know about. Oh. I feel for Hawks Bay though, because all that silt. Yeah. You know how how their house got hammered with silt. Not so much Tolaga Bay and up the coast, but yes, the roads got hammered and the bridges got hammered. Oh. Mm. But yes, it's been so good. Yeah, you know, the rugby club. Eh? That is Getting awesome. The community back on four days. That Hard is day. good news. Good news. Good on you, Ed. Good on you, Ed. Pass on our best from everyone at SCNZ down to the people at the uh, mighty East Coast. Um, we are thinking of them all. Too much, Seth. Cheers, mate.
Here is Ed. Um, great man, great friend of the station and the show. Um, I feel like it's time for an update, Manai. I just feel like it. Do we need the sting? Yes. And that's what you'll hear when Manoa, who's on the cricket desk, is going to give you, you know, the score, the bowling figures, whatever he sees necessary. I'm hoping to play that whenever there is a wicket, but there hasn't been one for a minute. Um, they're starting to get Baz Ball in a little bit. Wags back into the attack. England's 69 for three off uh, 18.3 overs. It's always interesting to me how Baz Ball goes when they lose a couple of quick wickets because it's very much built off uh, confidence, isn't it, and just mm. going for it. Mm. Very hard to have that confidence once you've been skittled. Mm. So I'm interested to see how the rest of this one goes. Interesting thing for me, 16.3 overs. Uh, in true mathematics sense, that is 16 overs and two balls because 30% of an over is two balls. But the point three indicates there's the three been three balls. balls. Yeah. 16.5 would be half an over. Yeah, as opposed to a third of an over, which would be yeah. 18.3. I'd prefer probably a dash, 18-3. 18-3. 18th over. Or, or make comma. A comma, perhaps, or a, a colon. Yeah. Um, or semicolon. Um, but, yeah. They've the gone, dot. They've gone with the dot. They've Not over the for that. Very angry-looking Wagner. Very determined man. Every single delivery he's just bowled that just outside off let to go through to the Kemper. Believe in the leave. High elbows, high wrists. Wag- Full hearts. Yeah. <laughs> None for seven Wagner, but he's always when he goes back to his mark at, after a delivery, he fierce stomps the ground as if right the next one. I'm gonna get him the next one. Like a rutting bull. Yes. I, I don't know like and I don't think I see it very often, but you don't really see the fielding or the you know, the captain. Talking to him on his on the way back to the top of his run-up because he's got that look on his face like he wants to murder the next person he talks to. Yeah, get out of my way. He's uh, pulled across the line there, completely mistimed field at mid-on. They go through for a single, so that's the eighth run Wagner has conceded. One more ball left in the second over. Brooke on 29, Root on 16. Of course, we've removed both openers, two catches to Bracewell. Uh, one to Blundell, um, three wickets down. So good start, good first hour and a half. For the Black Caps, and of course we'll be joining Daniel McCarty uh, once they've gone to lunch. So just after one o'clock, uh, Daniel is commentating for Talk Sport, um, the, our English, what would we call them, second cousins, Talk Sport. We have a lot of their guests on, so it's great that um, Dan's calling it for the English station, and he'll have a very New Zealand bent on it, I would hope. Right, we'll take new sport and weather when we come back. Do give us a yell, um, your thoughts on the cricket so far, and any rugby chat you want to do. I've left it open, so it's completely up to you. Yeah, just surprise me. Give me some sports news that I didn't know about. 0800 150 811, back after the news. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Do feel free to give us a yell, 0800 150 811, or um, you can text us on 8833. Someone's just texting saying construction is well underway for the Christchurch Stadium. Can, we, can someone call me and just give me a little bit more of an update on how that's going and if you know of a targeted completion date, um, when that would be. Like New Zealand takes 
a lot longer than other countries to build these these types of things. But I'd be very interested to hear any update down there from uh, you good Christchurch folk on where we are at with that. Um, Mark's text in and said, G'day, staff, come and join the SENZ Afternoons League for SENZ Rugby Tipping. Apologies for stealing your name. <clears throat> you have a good chance of success. There's the only six of us so far. I think I did last night. I joined one last night. Maybe you've set up another one as well, Mark. Can you join two? I don't know. I'll, I'll have a look at it in an ad break, though. Um, do feel free to, as I say, give us a yell. Love to hear from you in the first hour of every show. 0800 Here's a man who have an update for me, Mikey. G'day, Mikey. <laughs> Not really. Just There was a bit of dead air going on. I thought, I can't leave my mate Staffy hanging. So, <laughs> we'll give you a wee call. I'm on my way up to Hamden Springs for a golf AGM with a oh. group of good, good, good eight good people. And, uh, yeah, a bit of golf. A bit of, bit of sport happening for me this weekend. Looking forward to the rugby tonight. Um, what's happening? There's, there's stuff being poured. Yeah. Um, but look at the end of the day, man. Twelve years now that it's mm. since we didn't have anything. I mean, I think I've said in the past I'm not going to that stadium. Um, the rickety thing that we've got going on. Mm. And I'm, I'll put my hand up, and I don't care. Uh, it's rubbish. Um, and you think of like the amount of World Cups we've had in New Zealand, the amount of the Lions tour that we had, all the things that we've missed out on. Um, even though I'm not fans of theirs, but things like an Elton John or a or some of these other huge um, um, stars of music, we get nothing. Yeah, we've had nothing for twelve years, and it's and it's shocking and disgusting. And I completely agree. Couldn't agree more with Kenny. Why doesn't the best rugby team on the planet <laughs> have a decent stadium? Mm. I'm just seeing here that Christchurch will soon be home of a state-of-the-art multi-use arena, 683 million project with capacity of 30,000. Um, I haven't I haven't got a date though of completion. That's what I want to know. Uh, it will begin late 2022. Cause it, yeah, because they keep they keep pushing it out, and then the council have another little bit of a, a spat and a fight, and then costs increase, and then it's oh just get it over and done with. I mean, other other countries who had issues, first world countries. You look at Japan after um, the earthquakes they had there. They built things back super quickly, you know. They mm. got stuff done. Um, so, I mean, I'd say that uh, people may disagree, but we're the second biggest centre in the country. We deserve to have a stadium that's appropriate to. I thought um, you guys really missed a trick, or Auckland, I should say, really missed a trick um, without having that waterfront stadium. Imagine that right now. Oh, wow. I know. That, it would be oh. incredible. <laughs> So we're a little bit behind on these things. But, um, yeah, look, I've got really nothing to say. I just thought I wouldn't leave you having um, talking to dead air. You're so, a good man. You go. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> okay, mate. Cheers, mate. You Enjoy later. your weekend. Uh, good to hear from Mikey. We'll go to Aussie now. Talk to Darren. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you, mate? Good, Darren. Mate, I'm just ringing up. I'm, I'm absolutely first about some rugby on tonight. Same. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. And my team isn't playing, but I don't care. Same, but I mean, what a game to start with. Crusaders Chiefs, I mean, seriously. That's just, that's tantalising at best, you know. It's, uh, I can't can't wait for that. Yeah, I think before a game's been played, you'd have to say they're probably uh, the top two teams on paper, in recent history, probably could even be a prelude to the final, very early to say that. But they are, I think most people's, if they were perfectly honest, the best two teams, you might get some blues 
players as well, uh, supporters, but I think it's a perfect start to a competition. I was going to say, Zade's going to be ringing you up if you uh, keep 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 talking like that, mate. No, I shouldn't, should I? Sorry, Zade. Sorry, Zade. I'll keep my eyes on the uh, phone to see if he does call in. But no, it's um, it is incredibly exciting um, to, to have Super Rugby back. It's brilliant. Oh, it's just, just yeah, I've been really looking forward to it. You guys have been talking about it nicely. And uh, I watched the breakdown last night, and that was, uh, oh, after that, I was just like, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> With the appetite. I can't wait for 5.30, 5.30 Melbourne time. Oh, just on a side one, Staffy, I started up a a, um, a group on your SEN footy tipping called the uh, the Midday Madness Callers. Oh, nice. So I, hope, I, hope, I hope you join it. Okay. Tipping. Can you so, join more than one group? Yeah, yeah, I've joined, I think, two or three. Okay, I'll join it. I'll go and find it. Yeah. Good man. Cheers, mate. Keep up the good work. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Darren. Good to hear from you. Um, We're going to Graham next. G'day, Graham, I think. Is it Graham or Kenny? Who have we got, Manoa? Kenny's got an update. Kenny, g'day. G'day, Steph. G'day. Update. Well, B6 Wattpack are the ones doing it. It's a bit of a conglomerate, but anyway... We're about two and a half years away, is what they say, for opening. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pushed in May last year. That was pushed back six months. And I can only put that down to the Christchurch City Council wanting less seats in the stadium, which was absolute bollocks. Um, but anyway, yeah, 2025. And is it Takaha? But, is that what it's going to be called? Takaha, yeah. Yeah. And is it well, out, out towards the I don't airport? know why they didn't... Sorry, what was that? Is that out towards the airport? No, no, it's right in the centre of town, really. Oh, okay. um, kind of between... Uh, they've, they've basically taken out a bit of street to join two city blocks and make a uh, big enough footprint for a stadium. Oh, magic. But, um, yeah, yeah, the council wanting to decrease to, you know, save costs when if they had just got ahead and done it, they would have avoided inflation. <laughs> Oh, inflation's the cheaper. killer. Inflation is the killer. Like, and that's that's the thing. Like, the earthquake was, what, 12 years ago, just over 12 years ago, that first, well, that big February one. If they'd gone ahead and been like, the government stepped in and been like, oh, yeah, we'll build it, we'll rebuild it, because you, obviously you've lost the stadium, then, jeez, you'd probably end up with a $500 million stadium rather than this blowout of what's probably going to be three quarters of a billion. Mm. Yeah, I... I I didn't have an issue with them fixing, fix the sewage pipes, fix your footpaths and, and do some oh, yeah, demol- yeah. De- demolishing, but it's just taken forever to get underway, hasn't it? No, and can you imagine if this was like Japan or China and it's 12 years down the track and they haven't replaced some key infrastructure? Or, I mean, key infrastructure is what you're talking about, roads and all that, but mm. to me a stadium is too. Mm. Um, can you imagine Japan or China having an earthquake or whatever and then not rebuilding a stadium for another decade or more? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, not probably not. Yeah, pretty useless. Yeah, it's pretty anyway. frustrating. I can only imagine your frustration being a resident down there too, Kenny. But uh, thanks for the update, That's mate. It. Appreciate it. No worries. Cheers, buddy. Uh, we'll go to Marlborough, but Hearts and Northland. Graham, g'day, Graham. G'day, mate. A couple of quick things before I get to rugby. Did you watch that um, Gus Nikita race? Yes, I did. Night? Yes, I did. I watched it on YouTube Live. So did I. Um, what a, how did we let that guy go, mate? 
he's off to Hawaii, Hawaii to play friggin' NFL. That's just madness for a country that, you know, we don't have a lot of great sprinters, athletes, and we let that guy go. What the hell friggin' hell's going on there? I know. I just I don't know why he chose. I know the Sevens had shown interest, and I know Tasman had showed interest as well. But I don't know why we've lost. What a beast! Because he's got he's got the build of a rugby player, and he's got the speed of a sprinter. Yeah, but oh, just you know, why do they do this? Hey, these these organisations that have you know, one one or two of them come along, and then they they oh, I know he's got to meet this target. Well, far out, man. You know. Mm. Anyway, that's there was that, and then I don't, I don't know. I'll flick your text yesterday about the Scott Robertson interview this morning on on the Hoth. That was, you know, it's just he's between a rock and a hard place now. Scott Robertson and Ian Foster's just turned to custard, mate. It is. I know everyone's you know, like, just like it's just, just walking. Give us an answer, NZRU. Give us a bloody answer, and, and so we can get on. We either support Foster to the hilt. Well, we get rid of him now. Mm. He probably wants to walk away. Mm. <laughs> I know it's very and frustrating. You got to feel a bit for the players too. You know, they, you know, the players will say, "Oh, you know, we're not, it's not to do with us." But man, they must be thinking, "What the frigging hell is this organisation, organisation running?" You know, mm. it's sad. I actually starting to feel a little bit sorry for Ian Foster. I, I don't think he should ever been appointed, but he's, you know, this is an employment thing now, and he's getting treated like garbage, and he doesn't deserve that. Yeah. It's an employment situation. You don't deserve that. Um, and on the rugby, oh, I can't wait. I was meant to be going down to the Crusaders game, but we've had a breakdown here. So I'm going to have to stick it. It's not going to happen for me at this time. But I'm um, really looking forward to it. And like Dino said this morning, there's, well, before, there's, you know, there's three or four games that are just all black trials, eh? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You know, like, and I agree with him with Pirafetta. He should be running at fullback and get rid of Bowden. Bowden's, Bowden's not the best first five in the country anymore. He's nowhere near the best fullback in the country anymore. He's a bench player at best for the All Blacks. So, you know, like, get, if the Blues want to win, they're probably better off with Pirafetta. And, and he's going to be there for the All Blacks. I'd take him to the World Cup and leave Anne McKenzie and leave Bowden out of it. Yeah, they won't leave Bowden out of it. No, he's not the player. No, they won't. I know they play. They pay him too much, but he's not the player he was. Yeah. Now before he went to Japan. Mm. Graham, we've got to push on. We've got to push on. Sorry, mate. We've got to take a break. Have a good weekend, mate. Cheers, brother. You enjoy the rugby. Quick break. We'll be back with Simon. Straight back to the phones we go. We talk to Simon in Hamilton. G'day, Simon. Hello, Steffi. All right. Good, buddy. Is it raining in Auckland or not? Yep. Hamilton, I declare matter matter, it's uh, raining there as well. Mm. Never mind, we don't really need much more of it to be honest. No, we don't. Hydro lakes are full, yeah. There won't be a shortage of water in Auckland, yeah. I know that's one good thing, I guess, we can take out of what we've been suffering, yeah. Hey, uh, sort of stuff going on over the next few days. Oh, 
We're just going to have to park your Simon. Sorry, the, that line is very dusty. Just jump on with him, Finn, and just say his phone was a bit dusty. We'll go to Dave in Karaka. G'day, Dave. How are you? Look, um, the great Peter Wolfram died this week, last week. My auntie used to have, uncle had race trotters with him, and that he, he was a great rangeman, wasn't he? Oh, he was complete was horseman. It, wasn't he? Because um, I remember at Alexander Park and and down in Addington, I saw him run big races down there, and that was great. Yeah, great, sad loss, but he was a good rangeman because you see him at Alexander Park quite a bit. He used to um, used to clean out, uh, out south. Yeah, it was a great. He had two couple of sons, I think. One of them trained at Pukki Co, and the one in the in the states. But when we had to grow the great Carding and Bay, yeah. Yes, yeah. He had a long career in harness racing, uh, Peter Wolfram. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and all back first five. He owns a racehorse, Moonga, and gives fifteen percent away to to a charity. He right? does, and it's a very good yeah. horse too. This and the other one is Steve Hansen, Nature Script. He owns a racehorse as well in, in the states as well. Yeah, in Australia. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't go so well last start. I feel like Nature Strip might have might have just turned the corner as far as age goes. Oh, the other one that I know is um. I do often do part-time security. I got to know Nick Bashara, and if he's doing all right with his two, he had two wins like Pukekohe both both days. Nick Nick's quite a nice man. I got to know him quite well. God used to win at the races and at Ellerslie and and Avondale. So his, his team's doing all right, isn't it? Based to follow Nick Bashara at the moment. Yes, he's a very good racing man as well, Dave. Um... He's, he's, Great person to talk to as well. Yes, very good. Dave, we've got to move yeah. on. Thank you heaps okay. for your call and uh, sympathies for Peter Wolfen and his family as well. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Welcome back into Afternoons Without Staffy. Staffy's just ducked out for a minute, but it is a good opportunity, or as good an opportunity as any, to give you an update on the cricket. England, now after 25.3 overs, which is 25 and a half for some reason, uh, sitting at 96.3 after a rollicking start from the Kiwi bowlers. They've slowed down somewhat. The run rate up to 3.6, which for Bazball is still a little bit conservative. Uh, Root on 23 off 65. Brook facing on 47 Oh, 50, a little uncharacteristic from Root and from uh, Baz's men out in the middle there. Michael Bracewell's got the ball in hand, uh, a hand that has taken a good couple of catches so far this morning. So it doesn't look like the fairy tale that we all had hoped when we saw those first three wickets fall. As another ball makes it through the offside, just backwards of square leg. It's going to dribble to the boundary. I don't know if they got there. It looks like it'll be another four. No, it won't. But they've run for five, so it won't matter. England, 100 for three after uh, 25 overs. We'll be back right after Johnny Mack with News and Sport.